Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. This week, Democrats tore into the fossil fuel industry and its backers during a pair of House hearings. The House Natural Resources Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations met on Wednesday to highlight how public relations firms helped spread misinformation about climate change. In a Thursday House Oversight and Reform Committee hearing accused big oil companies of misleading the public about their green commitments. These hearings are similar to the ones Democrats have held over the past year, which are part of their investigation into what they say is the fossil fuel industry's long-running campaign to spread disinformation about climate change. So today, Politico's Ben LaFave and I discuss what Democrats hope to accomplish with these latest hearings, some of the main takeaways, and how big oil companies, their PR firms, and Republicans have responded. It's Friday, September 16th. So, Ben, House Democrats have held a pair of hearings this week as part of their ongoing probes of the fossil fuel industry. So why are Democrats prosecuting this campaign right now and what do they hope to accomplish with it? They've been doing these kind of hearings for the better part of a year now, I think. Their general theme is, are you putting your money where your mouths are? We're having these companies talk about how they're trying to help the energy transition and that they've been doing all they can to improve their environmental records. But is the evidence bearing out that, you know, how much money are they investing in green projects or trying to clean up their methane footprints? So that's kind of what these hearings are moving toward. And I think this past week's, the one on Wednesday and on Thursday, is like the third and fourth of these such hearings. As I mentioned, the first time around, they had the participation of some of these companies' chief executives as these have kind of gone on. As far as the hearing I covered on Wednesday, which was on PR firms, there was not really any company participation at all. Yeah, let's go to that hearing because that was the first one of the week. So it was a House Natural Resources Committee hearing. And the focus was PR firms who Democrats are accusing of greenwashing or creating astroturf organizations to help oil companies. So what is that? I mean, how, do, how does that work exactly? And, and what's the goal in kind of bringing these PR firms into the mix? The PR firms, I think, like we had Representative Kathy Porter, who's the Democrat in charge of the House Natural Resources Subcommittee on Oversight, basically explaining it this way. She said, we're not looking at PR firms kind of doing what folks normally associate with kind of regular old advertising. We're not looking at, you know, whether Exxon or Anadarko or some other companies hired these PR firms to talk about their strengths in oil development or energy production. What they're trying to get at is, the oil companies are using PR firms to kind of be a hands-off party who will do kind of like, quote unquote, like their dirty work. So we can have the head of Exxon or some of these other companies go on TV or go on news shows and say, you know, we're doing all we can to help the green transition. But at the same time, are these same companies paying millions of dollars to PR firms who will then kind of set up fake organizations to say, well, you know, really, methane really that bad, or, you know, try to muddy the, the public discourse on all of this. And if they're doing that kind of thing, the committee is saying, does that go kind of out of bounds? Is this something that we need to start thinking about regulating whether companies should disclose how much money they're paying to these PR firms and what that money is going towards? Their main theme was like, is this disinformation coming 
from the oil company. So that was kind of what they were striving for. That was kind of like the PR angle of it, but they're still kind of going after the actual oil companies in their internal communications, right? That was kind of what the oversight committee, I think, was looking over on Thursday. Is that correct, Josh? Yeah, right. So Democrats on that committee issued subpoenas to oil companies, and they received some documents, nearly half million pages of corporate emails, memos, and other files. And broadly, they kind of show oil executives, again, downplaying their ability to meet these net zero emission commitments. They kind of dismiss their responsibility to help achieve the terms of the Paris Agreement and being associated with the Paris Agreement. There's some making light of extreme weather events. Some could read those kind of lighthearted joking, and that's what the industry is, how you know they've defended themselves. But Democrats consider that in the hearing, they were saying tone-deaf comments. And then you also saw even some criticizing of youth climate activists from the Sunrise Movement kind of poking fun at them. So Representative Ro Khanna, who's a leader on this committee, a Democrat from California, really took exception to that and just thought that was beyond the pale. So Democrats, again, are, are using this using this to say, look, I mean, you're now saying that you're kind of in on, on climate, you want to deal with it, you're investing in these new technologies, but you're just clearly by your words internally. And also with their advertising, they just feel like they're not really living up to what they claim they want to do in this space. And they claim that these documents, and they claim these documents back that up. I mean, it seems like it's part of the Democrats' broader attempt to to kind of label these big oil companies as out of touch and not addressing problems in society, including high energy prices of today, where we saw more about more attacks on price gouging, this accusation that the oil companies are spending on the wrong things. They're not really investing sufficiently in their production and, and helping to lower prices. So we'll see if that's effective. Of course, Republicans are more aligned with the fossil fuel industry generally. But how are you hearing the actual industry responding to accusations that they're not taking climate seriously? What they're saying behind closed doors isn't the same as what they're saying publicly and just how they're kind of defending their behavior at this point. Yeah, they'll say, oh, views evolved. And, you know, some of these emails are like over a decade old, which then goes to the we've known climate change is you know real issue for going back decades, you know. And they'll say, you know, look, we're investing millions of dollars into new businesses. Other folks will say, well, look, as the Democrats pointed out, some of your advertising campaigns on this issue exceed the amount of money you're actually investing in some of these businesses. So they're still trying to defend themselves. They're still saying, you know, we're getting into carbon capture for Shell and BP and some of the European companies. Like, look, we're adding to our solar and wind assets. Chevron and Exxon have not gone that far. One of the big things that was interesting in the, the paperwork that the committee brought out on Exxon was, you know, every, everyone kind of already knew this in the energy industry, but it seems that even Exxon thinks it's algae program, which it has been advertising for years as, as an advertisement that companies on the cutting edge of biofuels. You know, Even Exxon executives were like, this is nowhere near ready to play. So it's interesting to see the U.S. companies, I think, come out looking a little bit more like they're still trying to carry on full steam ahead with oil and gas. And while they are advertising, we're looking at new energy solutions, that just basically means we're looking at carbon capture to keep on doing oil and gas. Also, next week, the Senate is set to vote on ratification of the Kigali Amendment, the international treaty to phase down the use of hydrofluorocarbons, a potent greenhouse gas. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer filed cloture on the resolution on Thursday, teeing up votes likely for next Tuesday. 
The Kigali Amendment to the Montreal Protocol has both bipartisan and industry support, with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee clearing the treaty in May. Congress has already passed legislation authorizing and requiring EPA to issue regulations phasing down HFCs by 85% by 2036, which is in line with the Kigali Amendment's requirements. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Normal Malaykel is the podcast producer. Ragu Manuvalan edited the show this week. Jenny Amitz is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel. We'll see you back on Monday. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.